Hi, and welcome to Daring to Leap. I'm your host, Lori Phillip. Are you ready to unlock the power of your wardrobe? Personal stylist Nicole Russo is here to reveal how clothing can shape our mood, productivity, and self-perception. Don't miss out on Nicole's expert tips for making style choices that truly resonate and why it's never too late to evolve your style and yourself. Stick around to the end to get Nicole's free gift to help you edit your closet and say bye-bye to the stress of getting dressed. Let's dive in. Nicole Russo has been a personal stylist to superstar high achievers and executives for over a decade. With fashion detours at J. Crew and Theory, in t- 2017, she opened Let's Get You, a virtual and in-person styling and shopping service that helps clients become great at getting dressed regardless of their age, shape, or size. She has styled thousands of people, sat at New York Fashion Week, and has been featured in Fast Company, Bustle, Today and Tomorrow. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Hello. I'm so excited. It's always a little jittery hearing that bio because I'm like, that's me? I did that? You totally did it. And I, yeah, it's so relatable because I think most of us feel that way about the, our bio. It's like you write something and it's based on facts and data, yet it does sound so you know, professional and impressive. And part of our journey is to continue to start to own it and say, you know what, that I did do that and I'm proud of it. Yes, totally. And it's funny because I think it's the culmination of the result. When I remember every section of it, like the beginning, I it seems like even sort of ingrained in me. And I look back and I'm like, wow, it's been over a decade. And it's just kind of in, it's incredible whenever I hear it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did that. <laughs> well, it, it is incredible. And I'm glad that you feel that way, that you're owning it. And let's just talk a bit about and jump in on your career journey. And so you're you're doing private styling now. What were you doing before that? So it was a really unorthodox introduction to it. Unlike many young people who wanted to go into the fashion industry, I actually had a appreciation of aesthetics, but a dream of being a writer. And I graduated from FIT with a copywriting and advertising degree, thinking I would go into marketing. And that did not pan out the way that my dreams thought, as they often do. And after the 2008 fallout, I found myself like many postgrads confused, unclear what I wanted to do, but I always had an eye for entrepreneurship. And I always sort of looked into that lens. And a friend of mine, she was gotten this fancy new job and she said to me, I need to go shopping. Would you mind helping? And it changed my entire life because it was the first time I'd ever done anything that felt like breathing. And from there, I like went out and bought small business for dummies, and I lied my way into a few personal shopping jobs and built a client base and a substantial reputation in the industry. In a few years, I was working at a company called Net-A-Porte, sitting front row at Fashion Week, like air kissing, uncomfortable shoes, like all the things that you'd expect affect the fashion industry. And I sharpened my styling and personal shopping skills tremendously because 
I started out at anthropology and J. Crew and and theory, and then all of a sudden was working with the most stylish and sophisticated and successful women in the world. And it was in 2017 when I started getting a little bored. So I started styling then as another initiative. And with the success of that, I was able to leave corporate America in 2018 officially. And I've been running Let's Get You, my private styling and shopping service company since then. And I've now since rolled women into my men's umbrella as well. And I serve all genders, sizes, and bodies to get them feeling incredible in what they wear. That's what a journey. I have so many questions, but we won't go too deep. What really helped you when you shift from being part of the fashion industry, embedded with other, with organizations, with companies already with reputations and access to those amazing people that you got to style and then deciding to shift on your own, what really helped you make that shift and build the confidence to do it? Well, I think it was a combination of ego, perseverance, and courage. My ego was screaming at me to not quit because I had just taken a giant leap of faith. I had taken a lot of risk and there were a lot of people looking at me. Some were cheerleading and some were not, as yeah. often does when we take risks and make changes. So my ego is definitely helping. And especially the moments when I had to persevere and use my courage to keep going. Change like that is always overwhelming. And I I, I like him to say that typically, for and it was for me in particular, when People ask, oh, what does it take or what am I doing or how can I step into this risky endeavors? I always say that it doesn't really matter when you start, not because you'll need the time investment, but whatever emotionally or psychologically is going to be uncomfortable for you, you will face once you begin anyway. Mm -hmm. So there's no really overcoming or hurdling over that component and being able to have re- persistence through that and the courage to and face it is, for me, one of the biggest struggles, but also one of the biggest things I overcame to that, to the risk that I took and leaving that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's so consistent with the journey that a lot of people I talk to, including myself, experience making such a shift in your career because that there's so much unknown and it's not pre-built for you. And like you said, all of, we have our own personal hurdles to overcome and you can't predict that until they, you get there and they start to surface and it's different for everybody. So it's not, okay, here's Nicole's perfect roadmap of success. Go ahead and model it for yourself. No, because you faced certain things that maybe I wouldn't have dealt with. I would have dealt with other things that were holding me back or I was holding myself back. And so it, it, it is relatable and really worth it. And I think, I don't know if that's how you feel like going through the challenging parts, even though painful in the end is worth it. 
Well, yeah, certainly. I mean, I'm still at it. So clearly I was okay with the journey. I also really believe like the expansion of ourselves is something that I've always, I always continue to thrive for. And Mm -hmm. it's where we kind of, you know, we don't peak in high school, right? When we, when we try to achieve that expansion. And, you know, I even, I bring that same sort of lesson or ideology into my styling because I always say that like closet your closet is a metaphor for your life and dressing is a very safe way to expand the muscle of taking risk right so because the consequences are quite small and yet for some reason when you take the leap to wear the pants or try something new or put yourself outside of your comfort zone it really does influence your identity, which then influences the rest of your life. So that's really why for me, like the work is more profound than just clothes. Although those are fun too, let's be honest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? We should be able to give ourselves permission just to do things for the fun of it or to have things for the fun of it, the joy of it, the, you know what? i I I splurged on that thing and I might not actually get that much use out of it, but I really love it. So I'm going to. And that's okay. Yeah, that means it was exactly the right thing. Everything we buy, I believe, especially when it comes to accessories and we're consuming goods that we're going to wear or experience on ourselves, should be something that we love. Either it has a functional love, like it's the t-shirt. If it's something that you love, the investment will never feel too great. If you choose to do it, because the mm-hmm. reward will be there and you'll feel that, that joy every time you wear it. It's like yeah. a sweater. I bought this sweater. Okay. If anyone's watching, it's this amazing brushed cashmere. Uh, but so, but like, if you're listening, but I bought this sweater spontaneously and I remember it was a really unnecessary purchase. It was definitely indulgent. And when I met, I was thinking about today when I put it on, it is still what I have like remarkable joy every time I put this thing on every time. Thank you for sharing that with us. This is amazing. I'm glad you came here feeling that joy of your sweater. It makes me think of Marie Kondo and how everything in your home should spark joy. And I I totally read the book and went through and was like, oh, this plant, does it spark joy? <laughs> that went around my house. That lasted for, I think, I love the idea of it, but my folding and everything and organization lasted like two weeks until it was a hot mess. <laughs> the effort was there, right? Like, yeah, yeah. the effort was there. I, I want to shift gears a bit with you, Nicole. Let's talk about what we're here to talk about. Yeah. Which is really, I want to dig deep into this idea of dressing for success and why should we spend the effort being intentional about how we show up in our appearance into the work that we do. And so from that perspective and that framework, what are your thoughts on that? How have you seen people change as they evolve into wearing different clothes and feeling put together? So to piggyback on kind of what I said about the the taking risks, right? So there's a couple things in particular that we can address in terms of how dressing for success can influence like your life in, and your personal goals, in particular, like your career goals. I specifically, it's 
if you're playing small or you're hiding yourself or you're not necessarily taking feeling as confident in the way that you dress, that will reflect in like the way that you show up and maybe like drawing attention to yourself by speaking up in a meeting, by mm-hmm. your willingness to put yourself out there in a conference or to try to communicate with other people on your team or in your your C-suite that maybe like you feel a little intimidated by. But if you felt like you had armor and sort of the rush of powerfulness that can come from something that you feel fantastic in and the attitude that that comes with that, that can help influence you positively within your self-perception, which then gives you more space to do things in action space, like sending the email, speaking up in the meeting, focusing on other things. Practically, it makes your life easier. We spend so much time thinking about what to wear, what how to pair it together, the outfit creation. If you're packing for a work event or even for a social event, there's a lot of stress or energy put into the outfit combination. And <clears throat> maybe you don't have the right piece and you panic shop and you buy something good enough and now you have the cycle continuing in your closet. So eliminating that stress and making sure that you have a formula, you have cohesiveness, you have something that is simple yet elevated, it feels like you is a conduit for your confidence, is going to save you tons of time. But also all of that decision fatigue and brain space. There's just science behind it. There's just so much science that shows that you can use what you wear to both influence your creativity, your productivity, your self-perception, but also in tandem, the perception others have of you as well. And that's a powerful tool in your toolkit. And sometimes it's as simple as like a placebo effect. You may not feel that great that day or feel that great about your, the interview you're going on, but, you know, having that tool to kind of shift your mindset and subtly tell the world around you that you are an influential in the know person who's worth paying attention to can have resounding effects. Yeah, I think intentional is the, the most important word here. And we could go back to some of the things that we were talking about a little bit earlier. I don't think you pro- you have to convince us, not that you're trying to convince us, but everybody that's listening is likely had that moment where they put on something that made them feel great, that just fit well, it felt good. They Putting it on made you feel like you were that person you want to be, and maybe yeah. even better, aspirational person but not in a a fake way or a trying way, a more of like intentionally choosing this feels like me and who I want to be. And so I would love that. If I had a closet full of clothes like that, I'm, I'm in, I'm sold. I think where we get caught up a bit <clears throat> is we all have maybe one or two items like that. But how do we craft a um, style for ourselves in such a way that's not overwhelming, that's not feeling like we're always shopping, that's not that that makes it easy to choose, and, and we get to that point? What are what are your thoughts on that? 
you totally can. Well, there's one thing you need to start out with, patience. It takes a little time. So if you want to, if you want to do it yourself, I totally believe that people can start a journey of style transformation. And it starts in your closet. So you brought up Marie Kondo, but you can opt to edit your closet slowly. Could revisit categories every day or every week and just sort of decide what is needs to be there in order to really formulate the kind of identity or style that you want at the end. Because if it's there and it's not serving that, it's a waste of space and it goes back to that decision fatigue, that overwhelm. And if you can prune that down to what inventory should exist, it's like kind of like a recipe or if you open your to cook something and you have some really old spices and maybe some inspired so-and-so and you're like rummaging trying to find the, the one thing that you want that you know is good what does it do it like takes the joy out of cooking so it's your closet same way so focus on the closet and then the secondary i think the two biggest thing which goes into with that is you need to be clear on who that person is. Who do you want that person to be? What does it look like? And if you can't envision that in your mind with clarity, then come to find out. Hop on Pinterest or check out the runway. Follow people online that are sharing content that you do are in alignment with. That do, for people that do look like you, that lives li- live lives like you. And become aspire and you can achieve it. There's a lot of storytelling that will be in our minds about, oh, I can't pull it off or it won't fit me. I'm not tall enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not short enough. I'm not anything enough. But you have to eliminate those stories and just aspire and between and then edit the closet to fit into that person. And then from there, you'll have a list of maybe gaps that are in the closet, pieces that if you had, you'd be able to recreate some of those favorite looks. And I think that if anybody just even began with those two steps and really committed themselves to not shop until they've achieved those things, they're going to find themselves significantly further and more successful at getting dressed and and shopping smart than someone who doesn't. Yeah. And I was thinking about as you were going to go going through the process. So my my one of my words for the year is intention and being more intentional. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I in every little thing that I do, pausing for a moment before I jump on to the next thing. And what what is it that I'm trying to accomplish with this or how do I want to show up? And the one thing that you said that rings so true to me is that we're, I think where we sort of miss the boat is when we skip into just going straight into the shopping and we don't really know what we're shopping for. And then we end up just buying a shirt or a pants that kind of looked cute in the moment, which is fine. And I certainly, that's how I shop. <laughs> and so there's that. But if you want you don't really know, as you're pointing out, what is our goal? And if we're, we're stepping into and we're talking about how we want to show up in our careers, how we can feel we could use clothes as one of the tools, many tools in our toolbox, 
to feel our most confident self in our work. It's an intention. I want to feel more confident in my work and I want to show up looking the part. And how does that look? And starting from there and then getting clear about that before you go out and start looking for, for those pieces. And so that, that's the step that I've missed in the past for sure. And what's funny, like my closet, if you went into my closet right now, I'd be so embarrassed. But if you just went into my closet right now, you'd see all of the clothes I used to wear to my corporate job. Slacks, cardigans that I would put, because I was always cold inside, like those types of things. And I never wear that anymore because I don't go into the office. So all of a sudden, it's like my closet has maybe 10% of the items I actually wear. And I, I couldn't say I, I love half of it. Is that, that that's a common situation for a lot of people, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. It's almost everybody. I would say people probably need to get rid of more than 50% of what they currently own. And they probably. It's, a, it's the typical balance of the 80-20. We wear 20% of what we have 80% of the time. And when you have a cohesive wardrobe that works for you, that is that fits and is comfortable, it's the other way around. You wear 80% of what you own, and then 20% is left for those special occasions, those very specific things, those like sentimental pieces. And... You feel more abundant and more full and than you've ever have. You actually have less stuff, but more outfits and this feeling of like enrich of richness because there's we talked about this. It's something that you actually want to wear and you enjoy and it's easy. And it's really common for people to be in that position. Typically because like our lives transition, but our closets don't transition with our lives. And most people when they think of editing their closet, it's an incredible amount of overwhelm. It's a six-hour journey on a Saturday that they'd rather die doing. And <clears throat> I don't blame them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. There's usually three people in everyone's closet. Person, either it's the person they used to be, the person they want to be, the person they currently are. It's the caricatures they play in their life, the work girl, the mom, mm -hmm. the post-divorced. Like there's whatever is happening in your life shows up in your closet. And sometimes those three people don't really work well together. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting perspective. And it's so true. I mean, you look at your closet, you can tell, oh, I used to wear this or this is how I show up on the weekends because I'm a mom and work. Or I, I, I bet there's a bunch of you all out there that have a whole bunch of leggings from COVID. <laughs> Yeah, I remember working from home virtually and going on Old Navy and buying like five packs of leggings because I wasn't wearing pants anymore. <laughs> exactly. That like how people had were so stuck in that space for so long that yeah. like, evolving out of that and then going back into the workforce or trying to present themselves in a more formal way, even in casual clothing is challenging. Yeah. I want to dive a bit deeper, Nicole, into the limiting beliefs you've seen with people around being stylish or that they can find clothes that they look good in or that all of the things, because I think all, 
a lot of us feel that way. I don't know that most people feel like, oh, I was naturally born stylish, knowing exactly what to wear and how to look my best, right? Yeah. And because you work with clients who are looking to upgrade or change their wardrobes, you can see that journey with people. And I and I assume these people are do really well professionally. And so can you talk us through some of those limiting beliefs and, and how you've seen your clients sort of get past some of those? Yeah, certainly. I mean, first of all, I find that almost I've never met a person that didn't have them, right? So there's usually something to do with like previous experience with negative shopping or body image that came from media, something that they were told once. No one's alone in it, to be quite frank. But I've seen how, for example, I have a client who, I mean, I have clients who wouldn't do things like wear shorts because they have really thin legs that have evolved into feeling really confident and comfortable wearing any lengths of, of pant or, or, or bottom. And in another example would be people tell, in particular, people tell themselves that they're too old or they've evolved, they're, they're, it's not age appropriate or they've evolved past this. And, and once they start feeling in that space, they're so far away from feeling like they can handle like stepping into some fresh styling that they just, they just shut down and they just stay in their cycle of leggings or whatever previous thing they were wearing for the past decade. And what I like to do is show you that you know, these beliefs you have about your body, about not being able, not things are going to fit you, that because you're 5'2 or you're 6'3 or because you're a size 16, that you don't have access to things. It may feel overwhelming or challenging, but I promise you as someone who's dressed all of those bodies that there isn't a lot of options. And all you really need to do is, I mean, it can be a journey to find them for an individual who's doing it on their own. But if you try things on and you take the risk, you might actually find that you find things that you love and you like to wear. When you break the paradigm of that belief system, oh, I can't wear this print because it's not flattering on me. And you suddenly wear it and you feel really amazing or you find a shirt of a thing that you would never put on. Whatever your story is, you can't go back to the other story being true because now it's no longer. You've broken that, like you, you've basically proved yourself lying. So it it's really, it's unfortunate that we have these limiting beliefs, but I, I can say with such wholehearted conviction that none of them are true. Mm -hmm. There is a space for you to find whatever style, size, designed life that you want to create does exist for you. I swear. Thank you for saying that. I really want people to let that sink in because I, I believe it to be true on anything we'd love to have or do. And so it's if you have a desire to feel more confident in how you show up, clothing and styling is a tool. And we have to let go of the belief that we can't, we don't know how, we can't pull it off. 
our body's not the right shape, whatever it is, if you can let that go and just be open to the, what if I could? How amazing could I look? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't I love to to walk into a closet full of clothes that I love and that express who, not only who I am today, but who I'm aspiring to be tomorrow? And that will be my intention for my closet. Yay. Because it's funny because I was actually shifting out, Nicole, of COVID and going from one career to another career. And now I'm on video and I'm like, how am I supposed to look on video? And so thinking about all these things and do I care? And it's like, you know what? I do care. And it does make a difference. And I do feel better when I'm showered. (laughs) We'll start at the base. But I do feel better when I shower, when I get dressed, I'm not in pajamas all day, that kind of thing. It, it, it's a different vibe. It, it, it shows, it, it basically presents to the world that you care about yourself. You can just do those basic things. And I know, I know most of you, I hope most of you guys all shower and everything. <laughs> and I'm, wow. I, you well, know, the weekends are, are hair up in a ponytail, I'm chasing kids kind of thing, but I don't feel my best when I'm like that. Well, I, I tell my clients all the time, there's not a pressure to get dressed and look fabulous five days a week. But I tell people aim for two to three minimum where you put them on your full self, whatever that means for you, because then you be make, help make it become a habit also. And you can hack your mood, productivity, your feeling of powerfulness. I mean, Amy Cuddy, I love her concept of power posing. If you haven't seen the TED Talk, but essentially the way of poses and how you stand empowers you and there's science behind that and i'm like well last time i checked hard pants and lasers or structured clothing definitely make you stand and hold yourself with a lot more power than everything with stretch and flexibility so if you want to feel a little bit stronger in your day maybe instead of wearing something super comfortable on the bottom, wear something with a little more structure and you might feel a little more strong. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. I, all the science behind it and just how, how just making that shift could make a difference. I, I haven't watched the TED Talk, but I, I definitely have heard about, been sent links to information on power poses. For sure, for sure. Yes, I want to get your opinion on idea of having a signature color or a signature style that a person can kind of just really loves for themselves. Is that something that people are still doing? I don't know. I'm not, I'm just not up on some of this stuff. What is your opinion on, on kind of having something like that for yourself? I mean, if it's something that uplifts you and excites you and you're in alignment with, I, I totally support it. I, for example, I love pink. I've been wearing pink, like bright Barbie pink since the dawn of time. And I have, I've always had a color like that in my wardrobe. And I probably can't imagine I always will. And people know that about me. People that Mm -hmm. I have a relationship with or in my space, any capacity, know that is a color that they will see me in, that will resonate with me. You can have that be about your, your, uh, your business card on the world if you want to you love it i do think that like color analysis is very popular right now 
wearing your right colors. That's something that you really, if you want to do, it is something we do for clients as well when we're in our experiences. And there's a lot of great stuff around it. It really can make you glow the right colors. But is that something that you don't want to stress about? You'd rather just wear what you like. That's also okay too. Yeah. So I just say just as long as it's not a struggle, if it's a struggle to have a signature style or feel like you adapt to a certain color, save yourself the draw. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. I think sometimes we get caught up in rules and this is what it looks like. And I need to have this or I need to have a whole closet full of versus how about let's just make it easy. Let's just start with one outfit. Let's just find something that we love. Let's just, you know, all of these things. And I, I will tell you briefly that I did get caught up in um, color analysis and I went through and I threw out everything black in my wardrobe. And I will tell you since I've, well, because I didn't actually throw it all out. I kind of put it aside, right? Some of it I did throw out. Some of it I put it aside. And I went back recently and I wore black. I think I wore black on black and like a camel colored boot. And I love gold. So I like gold. And I, I felt really cute. And I was like, I am not, I'm not just giving up a color because I personally like to have options. I don't like to box myself in. And so I was hesitant to say, hey, that color doesn't work on you because you have this personality or this energy or was born on this date or whatever it is that you're using for your <laughs> color analysis. But your astrology sign does not really appreciate yellow, so we can't wear yellow. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. But there is all of these things. And so I think it comes back to what do you want for yourself? How do you want to show up? Let's make it easy. How can you start? Like these basic things and then when you come from that place, you can certainly make anything happen. I just, I feel so sure of it. Totally agree. As we wrap up here, Nicole, I'd love to hear right. any last closing thoughts you have for women out there trying to look their best and how, how could they get started or any inspiration you have for them? Well, I definitely think, like I said, Find your style models, find some images that reflect the person you want to be so you can start to building a wardrobe or style that reflects that and is built around that. If you want help editing your closet, I do have a stylist guide that I like to share that is completely free. It is actually the way that I edit my own closet. It is available at letsgetyou.com slash closet edit. And it Really, it's principles and best practices that you can do daily that will trim down all the excess fat in your closet so you can end up with that starting foundation that we talked about. Take the stress out of this huge, seemingly huge project. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you for sharing that with us. I'll definitely, you can send me the link. I can put it in the show notes for listeners that want to check it out to get going on their closet edit. Well, thank you so much for your time, Nicole. I'd love for you to share with our listeners how they might connect with you and learn more about you and your work. Yeah, so www.letsgetyou.com. It's spelt just like it sounds. 
You can also find me on Instagram where I share a lot of more information about this as well as I'm very active in my DMs if you want to say hi. And that is underscore let's get you. And this was a lot of fun. This is a really great conversation. Thanks so much, Nicole. I appreciate you. As we continue our journey on expanding and becoming, like you said, we did not peak at high school or college or that 10 year into our our career. We continue to evolve and we continue to have choices and we continue to dream and vision about who we want to be. And it's never too late. And I, I just love hearing from guests and experts around the different pieces we can pull on to to become that person we want to be so thank you for that you're welcome and good luck on your closet too i need to, i'll be calling you <laughs> <laughs> thanks nicole take care thank you so much for listening to this episode if you've enjoyed it i would love for you to subscribe if you're already a subscriber Don't forget to share the podcast with a friend. Make sure to tune in next week. Katrina Purcell will be here to discuss work-life integration in the modern world. I hope you have an amazing week. It's your time to shine. Bye.